Hello! Welcome to the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. I'm your host, Jackson Keebler. And we're going to be talking about Top Gun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get started. Talk to me, Goose. So before I get into the podcast, I have to admit something, and I, I will fully admit it. I got fooled on April Fool's. I was going through my Twitter feed at Consoles 22, Friday, April 1st, and this podcast, uh, it's a community of Metroid fans called Shine Sparkers. Um, They have a a podcast, so if you want to check it out, go ahead. They put up this post and said, Metroid Prime 4. April 31st, 2022, at 3 p.m. Pacific uh, Pacific Standard Time. Tune in for roughly 15 minutes of information about intergalactic bounty hunter Samus Aran's next mission on an uncharted planet. And they put the uh, Nintendo Switch logo below it. And I thought this thing was legit. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's only 30 days in April, so up, up, up. So they got me. They got me good. I I actually got excited, and then I realized, oh, April Fool's. I was getting really nervous about what I was going to talk about on the podcast. Like, I, I normally kind of have a topic in, you know, in my belt, but I've been playing so much damn Zelda the last week, I, I've done nothing. I haven't watched movies, I haven't really watched any TV, I didn't watch, like, any sports or basketball. Uh, by the way, you know, my sister went to UNC, I was rooting for UNC, but sadly they lost to Kansas. But I, I did watch the, the the last three minutes of the championship game. But other than that, I haven't really watched any TV. Just been playing Zelda. So I, I couldn't talk about Zelda. And Monday, the trailer for Top Gun Maverick came out. And I thought, aha, there we go. I'll talk about Top Gun for a little bit. So here we go. Through the miracle of Netflix, you can watch Top Gun if you have Netflix. But I assume that you've seen Top Gun and know its glory as in iconic action movie from 1986 but if you live under a rock I will tell you the plot of Top Gun in 60 seconds hotshot pilot goes to elite fighter school meets his arch rival and battles in competitions to become the best in his class co-pilot dies in horrible accident Pilot loses confidence and has to save arch-rival in dogfight combat and saves the day. Roll credits and play a very heroic theme. Boom, there you go. That's Top Gun. Top Gun was directed by Tony Scott. And what I didn't know, I don't know why I didn't know this. Tony Scott was Ridley Scott's brother. And Tony Scott died in 2012 and he did a lot of great movies. After uh, Top Gun. Top Gun was, I think, was his first or one of his first. Uh, He did Enemy of the State with Gene Hackman and Will Smith. No slap jokes, please. I'm tired of hearing about that whole fucking ordeal. Uh, Let's see here. Spy Game 
with Robert Redford and Brad Pitt. That was great. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite spy movies of all time. Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. That's a that's a classic. And I'm going to throw this one in there. I have to. Days of Thunder. Okay. I like Days of Thunder. I thought it was entertaining. I like Robert Duvall. I don't like NASCAR, but once again, it was entertaining. But you can't talk about Top Gun without talking about the soundtrack. I mean, come on. The soundtrack was released May 13th, 1986. It it was a massive commercial success. The, The soundtrack sold more than 9 million copies in the United States alone. And, of course, the lead in singles were Danger Zone, performed by Mr. Kenny Loggins, and Take My Breath Away by Berlin. And the reason I specify performed is because they did not write those songs. Those songs are written by two gentlemen, one named Giorgio Moroder and lyricist Tom Whitlock. And Take My Breath Away won the Oscar for Best Original Song. And Danger Zone went to number two on the Billboard Pop Charts. I'm sure after listening to this podcast, you're going to get nostalgic and think, oh, I really do want to watch Top Gun. So you're going to pop in your Netflix and you're going to watch Top Gun. So when you do, when you're with your friends, your family, your loved ones, here's a couple factoids to make yourself sound really smart and cool. Okay, here we go. Uh, The real Top Gun school, yes, the Top Gun school does exist. The Real Top Gun School imposes a $5 fine to any staff member that quotes the movie Top Gun. I would love to see that jar of $5 bills. It would be awesome. The aircraft used in the movie to be the MiG-28s are, of course, not MiG-28s. They are Northrop F-5s. They were used in Vietnam. When I was a kid, I was a geek about like fighter planes and helicopters. And stuff like that just pisses me off when they say, oh, that's a MiG, and it's clearly not. But most people wouldn't know that unless you're a giant geek like me. So there you go. When you're watching it and they're doing the dogfights, be like, actually, that's not a MiG-28. I mean, there's no way they could have gotten a MiG-28 in real life. It was 1986. It was the middle of the Cold War. And, you know, of course, they weren't going to use models. That would have looked like shit. So they had to use the uh, Northrop F-5. The fighter planes in Top Gun are F-14s, F-14 Tomcats, uh, also seen in video games like Afterburner and the video game Top Gun, which I'll talk about later. The F-14 was retired by the Pentagon September 22nd, 2006, and it was replaced by the F-18 Hornet. And those are the fighter jets that appear in the new movie, Top Gun Maverick. But this isn't uh, Jane's Encyclopedia, though. Those are just some, some fun little factoids about the planes in the, in the movies. I really wouldn't call this a factoid. It's just an interesting little snippet. Uh, of course, all the actors, uh, Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards and everyone, they had to actually get in the planes uh, for some of the shots and actually fly in the planes. Uh, Anthony Edwards, who plays Goose, uh, he was the only one not to throw up as a result of being in the fighter plane. 
But this last one will make you sound really cool and really smart. Throughout the dogs, uh, dog fighting scenes and, you know, in the classroom settings, they're always using the term bogey. All right. Well, that's a misuse of that term. All right. If there's an aircraft and it's unidentified, it's a bogey. Once it's been identified and identified as hostile, it becomes a bandit. All right, so they keep saying bogey when they should be saying bandits. So there you go. Make yourself sound really cool. It's always fun to go back, though, and watch good old Top Gun. It stands the test of time. I don't think the movie is dated at all. I mean, yes, it came out in the 80s. I don't think the soundtrack dates it. It's just a great little fun movie, and I'm really excited to see the sequel, which we're going to talk about now. I hate to speculate the plot of a movie just from watching a trailer, but from what I can gather, it looks like, I, I think it's Miles Teller, I forget, uh, Goose's son becomes a fighter pilot, and he blames, it looks like he blames Maverick for his father's death, and Maverick is asked to come to the Top Gun school to be an instructor by Val Kilmer, also known as Iceman. And, of course, Maverick is a little beyond his prime and, you know, a bit of a renegade. So I, I guess that's that's the whole synopsis. I don't know who they're going to fight, you know, in the air. I, I don't know. There's uh, one little part in the trailer, though. It looks like, looks like there's some sort of stealth aircraft. And I hope they don't go down some sort of weird route with that and hopefully there's no cgi i mean because so far all the footage is genuine and it looks brilliant and i really have high hopes because the director is joseph kaczynski and he's directed some of my favorite movies of all time he directed oblivion uh awesome sci-fi movie with tom cruise he directed the sequel to Tron, Tron Legacy. I've talked about that movie before. That movie got poo-pooed. I'm sorry. I liked it. I really wish they kind of made a third one, but I'm not talking about Tron here. So anyway, yeah, Joseph Kaczynski does some really great movies. I'll put a link in the uh, show notes. Uh, this article I found on Screen Rant, uh, there's a whole article about characters that are not returning sadly, to Top Gun Maverick. Uh, the ones I really, really, really wanted to see were Tom Skerritt. You know, I'd like to see a wrinkly old Tom Skerritt, you know, what was it? Jester? No, 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 no. I forget his call name. Should have <laughs> wrote it down. Uh, Viper. Yeah, he was Viper. Anyway, uh, Tom Skerritt, you know, it'd be nice to see him, like, all wrinkly and old, like, give uh, some impart some knowledge on to uh, Pete Mitchell. Um, so, no, Tom Skerritt will not be in this movie. And lastly, I really, really was hoping that good old Meg Ryan was going to come back as Carol Bradshaw, but she will not be returned to Top Gun Maverick. Uh, she Her character is being played by someone else. Uh, I really wanted to see... Meg Ryan and all of her plastic surgery as that bubbly little pixie she was in 1986, but uh, it's just not happening in this one. 
Some other notables in the Top Gun Maverick, though, are John Hamm. Uh, we all know John Hamm from Mad Men. He looks like he's going to be, you know, some stiff asshole in the military. doesn't like Maverick. And Jennifer Connelly. Good old Jennifer Connelly. What movie is she not in? So she plays some sort of, looks like some sort of love interest for uh, Maverick. So May 27th, 2022, uh, Top Gun Maverick comes to theaters. I'm not going to rush out to the theater to see it. I'll wait for uh to stream like I do everything else. But it looks like a fun little movie and it just uh it's fun to kind of go back and revisit the old iconic classic from 1986, Top Gun and that awesome soundtrack. But it wouldn't be two consoles too late if I didn't talk about retro video games. Yes, Top Gun. There's video games out there. Um, but most notably, there's uh, two titles on the original Nintendo. And they were developed by this little video game studio. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called Konami. They did a lot of popular games back in the day. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. What did they do? Uh... Some side-scroller called Contra had this crazy code that gave you all these lives. Uh, yeah, they did that. Some uh, weird fantasy platformer called Castlevania. Yeah, they did that. A couple sports games, uh, Blades of Steel, Double Dribble. And they did this video game that was really popular. It was based on a comic book uh, or a cartoon called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, that Konami. Yeah, they made this game, which I think is kind of surprising because graphically, Konami's usually pretty good, but the game Top Gun looks like shit. It looks like you could have played it on the Atari 2600. I mean, graphically, it was just crap. Go to YouTube and search Top Gun NES or Top Gun Nintendo. There's a couple playthroughs on there. And the first one and the sequel are just horrible. The first game didn't really have a storyline. Apparently you just flew around, you know, shooting down planes. But the second one, Top Gun Second Mission, great title by the way. The second one was designed kind of be to be a sequel to the movie. Apparently Maverick has to go up against the Russians and destroy all this stuff. And I think he eventually has to go against like a stealth fighter. I forget. I, I just kind of read about it real quickly. But Top Gun sold 2 million copies. Uh, it's a very common game for the NES. The only, I, once again, I never really played the game. Um, um, maybe my friends had the game. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. But the only thing I know about the game is there's a land, the landing sequence on the aircraft carrier is pretty hard. There's a couple playthroughs on YouTube of trying to land on the aircraft carrier. And trying to refuel in midair, apparently that's really hard to do in the game. And of course, me being me, I had to look up on Shop Goodwill uh, to see if there were any copies out there and what they were going for. I did find a complete inbox copy on Shop Goodwill. 
it wasn't sealed or anything, but a complete uh, a complete game with the box sold for $25. Once again, Top Gun was a really common game. Auction alert! Auction alert! So this week on Auction Alert is once again another video podcast that you can see at my Patreon at patreon.com slash late. Once again, throw me a couple bones and you can see my lovely face in the studio as well as some other incentives you have to check out. But you can see me wearing my my son's headphones. My, my, my really nice headphones broke. So I'm wearing these like blue headphones. They actually don't, they don't fit that bad. Um, but they look like, they're not Animal Crossing, but they, they very well could be. So anyway, check it out. But yeah, uh, auction alert. This week uh, I found a really weird one. Where is it? Okay, so I'll put a link in the show notes. A copy of Gotcha Force for GameCube is going off the rails right now it's uh there's two days 20 hours left on the auction right now it's at thirteen hundred dollars now the reason it's so high and it's gonna go higher is it's a wata rated game it's getting a rating of 9.4 a and it's sealed uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to this article. Uh, it was written by this guy named Sean uh, Sean Cermic for this antiques collecting website, uh, Antiques and Auction News, and he and he really explains what Wada is all about and how these you know games are graded. You know, just it, it's really good just for like the layman, you know, somebody who doesn't collect this stuff. But to see a WADA rated game at in goodwill is is just it just boggles my mind. I mean, who donated this to Goodwill? I mean, obviously it was donated at some point and some someone didn't realize what they had. So out of curiosity, of course, I, I did a search and I went to Heritage Auctions. I I do have a login. Just to see if they if they had ever sold a copy of this before and I did find one copy it was Wada rated 9.6 A plus and that sold June 22nd 2021 for $1,560 but this one that that's on shop goodwill is already 1300 and there's almost three days left to go so I'll be curious to see what happens, but it's it's just crazy to see a water rated game now uh, on Shop Goodwill. Hello, my name's Jackson, and I'm a Zelda holic. I have to get this out of my system. I have to share. I have to purge my demons from the rabbit hole I finally picked up a copy of Zelda the Collector's Edition for GameCube that I've been talking about seems like I've been talking about a lot anyway I finally picked up a copy of Shop Goodwill Um, it was a loose copy so there's no case no manual Uh, 
The disc only, I got it for 38 bucks. And with shipping and handling, that came to $52. So I wasn't too happy about that. I'm guessing, I, I'm kind of wondering if I could have gotten it cheaper off eBay, but okay, whatever. So I, so I, I got a copy finally, but <clears throat> there were two loose copies on Shop Goodwill, two separate auctions, and I bid on both of them. And on both of them, my max bid was $50. Well, I won both auctions. So I now own two copies of Zelda Collector's Edition for GameCube. Uh, I'm not sure. I guess I'm going to try to flip this second copy. I don't know what I would do with two copies. But I have decided, if you're listening to this, and you would like a copy of Zelda the Collector's Edition for GameCube, which can be played on the Nintendo Wii, send me a message, send me a tweet, and it's yours. Yep, that's right. I am going to share my addiction with you. I want you to experience the wonder that I've that I am experiencing. So uh, I guess it'll be here in a week or so, and then I can start uh, trying to play Ocarina of Time. I, I've i got to send back Breath of the Wild. Uh, it goes back next week. It's just, how far have I gotten in this game? I've beat 33 shrines. I beat the boss in the Zora domain called Water Blight Ganon. Um, and I'm still running around just just looking for shrines. That's all I'm trying to do. Right now, I'm running around some desert called the Gerudo Desert, and they want me to go kill some giant, di- uh, what are they called, divine beasts. But I'm kind of starting to lose interest. And now that I've got Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time on the way, I'm I'm done. That's it. Like no more Zelda, no more buying Zelda. Uh, I'm still still grinding away a uh, link to the past. I still have one more dungeon, then I just have to beat that. So that should be done by the end of the week, and have that one unlock. But Twilight Princess is uh, it's kind of a disappointment, and I'll. I'll say why. I popped it in Friday for the live stream on Twitch, uh, twitch.com slash two consoles too late. I popped it in there for the live stream. And I just, I was having a lot of difficulty with uh, the controls. And I was also having a lot of difficulty with the graphics. Um, something about the graphics of that game I just don't like. And I'm kind of kicking myself thinking, uh, they did release an HD version of Twilight Princess for the Wii U. And if you, if you go on YouTube, you can, you put the two side by side from, you know, of course the GameCube doesn't look great, but then the Wii version looks a little bit better. But the HD version for the Wii U is like, you know, it's apples and oranges at that point. But with the Breath of the, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 being delayed a whole year, there are now rumors that Nintendo is going to release Zelda titles to the Switch. And if they do, one of them might be Twilight Princess. And if they do that, of course, it's going to be, of course, it's going to be the HD version. At least I 
I would think that it would be. So I'm kind of I'm kind of kicking myself for picking up Twilight Princess. Um, I think I pulled the trigger on that just a little too soon. But like I said last week, uh, I'm a completionist, and when I do something, I do it balls to the wall. And here I am, and I'm just up to my elbows in Zelda games. But one more uh, shameless piece of self-promotion. I went to a flea market this past weekend with my son. And I made a POV video. You can check that out at YouTube. Just search for Two Consoles Too Late. And this guy was selling a Wii controller with a nunchuck. And I got... Got kind of excited when I saw that, thinking, oh, well, he's going to have the system in the games. But all he was selling was the controller and the nunchuck. And he had a price tag on it. It said 25 And I seriously, you can see in the video, I'm just kind of like, just in complete disbelief. Like, $25? Are you kidding me? Um, but... Uh, he was dead set on selling that thing, uh, this controller, for $25. So, of course, I passed it up. Anyway, it's a fun little video that I just like putting together. It's uh, it's kind of a ripoff of uh, Flea Market Madness from uh, that Pat Country does. But anyway, check it out. All right, this has been the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. I've been your host, Jackson Keebler. Check me out on Twitch every Monday and Friday at 10 p.m. at twitch.com slash twoconsoles2late and Twitter at consoles22. And as always, have a good one. Bye!